the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is a marketing assistant of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and is a Associated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Yes, indeed. Time for edition, another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And if you're watching us on LarryRosenthal.tv, you can see Larry there and myself and I don't know what we did with Bob. I think he just decided to take Easter off and leave us in the lurch here, but he's not here with us today. Uh, Josh is taking care of phones. No, he's just taking the weekend off. Bob's great. We just love to give him a hard time, don't we, Larry? There you go, Chris. Yep, no worries, no worries. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, host, and I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA 105.1 FM in D.C. and Baltimore area as well as our listeners, Sirius XM, Channel uh, Channel 131, Family Talk, Coast to Coast, Border to Border, Nationwide. See it the is, shiny what seat. is it, Saturday? <laughs> yep, see the shiny seat. There you go, Chris. <laughs> it's open mic Saturday, as it always is, which I really enjoy. That means no questions barred at all. You can dial us up here with any questions at all on estate planning, taxes, insurance, investments, the Fed, the banking issues, the stock market, your 401K retirement plan tax planning, whatever's on your mind today, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions at all. Hey, and don't forget, coming up later this month on Thursday, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, April 25th, we're going to be having our next webinar, and it's going to be titled blind spots in your financial plan i'm looking forward to that blind spots in your financial plan we've been doing these monthly webinars uh for many many moons many many moons and months now whatever you call it and uh, <laughs> uh we enjoy it we have people moons, from all right. over the country on these webinars and we want to deliver to you uh market update and commentary as well as uh you know educational uh webinars and seminars that we've been doing for years we've been doing these for seminars for over 20 25 years or so as well as uh webinars and things like that but uh, you can go to my website larryrosenthal.com 
click on the little uh, uh, educational tab up there in the top right-hand corner, pull down to the seminars, and you'll see it right there to register. We're going to be having two, two classes that day, one from noon to 1 and then another one from 6 to 7 p.m. It's the same material, okay? But it's going to be blind spots in your financial plan. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to bring up things that people may not have thought about too much, just blind spots that we've collected over the years that, that people run into. So uh, there's no cost for the webinar. So go check it out on our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Well, Chris, what happened in the markets this oh, week? Yeah, we yeah, saw yeah. up yeah. and down and all around, didn't we? Thought I was a the King's Dominion. I did. Yeah, the markets are really trading now on – you know, anything, uh, you know, any type of headline news that may come out, uh, you know, and, and it's still about the Fed. As I've been mentioning, the, the question is unanswered. Uh, you know, have they gone too far or not far enough? And we're going to find out here soon, uh, you know, with, with the, the, the pause that may be coming up. You know, we, we've been seeing unemployment numbers, wages. We've been seeing things really starting to slow down a little bit. And that all bodes well for the Fed not having to force interest rates even higher. Yields came down a little this past week. The markets were up and down, almost flat for the week there. Uh, you know, so you, 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 you take a look at, at what's happened at, in, in OPEC, and they said, you know, look, we're going we're gonna to tighten down the screws. Uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to produce as much oil each day because the U.S. has not – refilled this petroleum strategic reserve and that's part of the the whole debate and what's going on as far as all that goes so we did see energy prices push up a little bit last week uh who's this here let's go somebody on the line here yeah we got uh we got matt from south carolina there good morning matt how are you today how can i help you sir i'm, I'm well thanks so i had a retirement question i'm actually retiring from the military uh next year and, of course, I won't have any of my CSP investments uh, or anything from the federal program where I work. So I'm looking at how I need to take that money and possibly, you know, move it into the next thing to help uh, provide some money for my family in the future. And don't know exactly what that looks like, but I was curious if you guys had any advice on where I might want to look, uh, whether it be, you know, natural resources or going into just another type of fund. Sure, Matt. Well, first of all, appreciate your service, and thank you very much for your service to our nation, okay? Uh, there are five things that you can do with, an, with your old employer's retirement plan. One, you can leave it where it is, pros and cons to that. Two, you can roll it to a new employer if they allow that to happen. Three, you can convert it to a Roth and pay taxes on all of it. Four, you can pull it out, pay taxes, and possibly a penalty. Or five, you can roll it over to your own IRA. Those are the five things that, that you can do with your old employer's plan. Most people end up rolling it over to their own IRA. It usually gives you a greater investment selection, and it's portable, you know, and then you can watch it and manage it. And, you know, when you take a look at the government TSP, it's a, it's a, reasonably, it's a reasonably average accumulation vehicle, okay, because it's very limited in scope to its investments. You know, it has the CGFS and I funds in it. it, it those are just broad-based index, in, indexes, indices. You've got Europe, Asia, Far East, small cap, S&P 500, a fixed account, and then bonds. And 
and um, you know, if you wanted to have money in healthcare or biotech or financials or or technology or things like that or natural resources, as you just mentioned, you don't have that. The only option that you have there is in the C fund, which is the S and P 500. So mo that's one of the reasons why most people do tend to roll the the accounts over uh, to their own IRAs uh, from that standpoint. So so. The, that's that's what you can do with it. Now, the answer to your question of what you what you want to do with it is continue to have it grow for you for yourself down the road. And the best way to do that is really to figure out what you need. When do you need it? How much do you need it to grow to? And then when do you need it to start kicking you in the deliverance of income from reliable sources for retirement for you and your your family? So I would suggest that we we build you out a financial plan. Okay. Let's take a look at what you have now, where you're going to be going to work, what your pension is, your income, your expenses, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, your tax scenario, and all of that can roll into a financial plan. That's when you're going to be able to – it'll be very clear as to how you should invest the money, where you should invest the money, okay? So it really gives you a roadmap, a direction in which to follow. Does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so so if you like, I'll be happy to uh, I'll put you on hold, and, and Josh will get your contact information, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, okay? Sounds good. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Again, appreciate your service to to, uh, to, to our country. Thanks a lot, Matt. Amen. Have a great Thank Easter. You, Matt. Yep, absolutely. You know, so this is Easter weekend, Chris. We kind of got off to a quick start here this morning, you know, but, but praise the Lord, tomorrow, He's Sunday, risen. he has risen. Mm -hmm. He has risen indeed, for sure, right? Without a doubt. You know, this, this, this reminds me of uh, a, a client who came in the office earlier this week, and uh, we sat down, did a review. He's in his mid to late 30s, and, and uh, you know, I wanted to talk about this because he was telling me, he asked me a question, but he prefaced it with, you know, Larry, a lot of my friends, okay, a lot of my coworkers and just regular friends are telling me that they want their money to produce income for them to do things with. In other words, there's this, there's this conversation, and I, and I said to him, you know, I won't, I won't say his name, but I, I said, I said, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a conversation going on out there, okay, in, in certain age groups that, that, that say, hey, we want our money working for us, right? But they mean it in a different way. They mean it in the wrong way, okay? Your money can be working for you by growing or producing income. So he wanted to tell me that one of his friends, who's right in his same age group in his mid-30s, changed investments and started taking their his interest and his dividends each year and his capital gains out and went and bought furniture with it. And he's going, look, my, my investments are producing income for me oh, on oops. top of my regular work income, and now I'm able to enjoy more things uh, okay. right now. Okay, so he's pulling out that. And I said, yeah, I said, that's a very interesting thing, but, but at your age, I want you to do the exact opposite of what your friend is doing. And he said, well, a lot of my friends and, and coworkers are, are saying this is what they're doing. So I sat down and I showed him very simple compound interest formula. And I said, see this component right here? This is what they're missing. So what are they going to have down the road? He says, 
what they have today. I said, that's right. What are you going to have? He said, a lot more. Retirement. That's yeah, exactly right. Awesome. And so, you know, we, we took the conversation on further because we do a horrible job in schools, even in some universities, um, about teaching people and families about teaching people money, how it works. The difference between simple interest and compound interest, you, the, the, the difference between tax deferral and taxation now, the difference between ordinary income taxes versus capital gains taxes. We do a horrible job in this country of teaching our younger people this, okay? And people need to understand this. They need to understand the time value of money, you know? You put money away sooner than rather, sooner rather than later, you're going to get that compounding effect. It's very simple. It's the rule of 72, and then you've got the rule of 115. The rule of 115, how long does it take for your money to triple? The rule of 72, how long does it take for your money to double? You know, And so, so when, when I was explaining this to him, I was saying, you know, listen, you are, you are mortgaging, you're risking your retirement income distribution. Because you're taking it now. And he sat and I said, I said, Are you living okay on your paycheck? And he said, Yeah. And I said, Well, listen, if you get to the point now in your mid thirties that you're not, then you need to change your lifestyle a little bit. Okay? And and that's hard medicine to take, okay? But you know, the government's not gonna take care of us in retirement. Yes, you'll get social security, but there's fewer and fewer companies out there mm -hmm. that are delivering pensions. The onus, the responsibility is on us as American investors to save our dollars for the future down the road. And you need to understand compound interest and the importance of it, the importance of staying invested, staying in the markets. It's not timing of the markets. It's time in the markets. Buy quality. Hold that quality until your investment objectives change or that quality goes away. That's the deal. You know, I, I, I love what you do talk about occasionally on the uh, fact that you can go to Starbucks once a week or whatever or two times a week. But you don't really think of it as, oh, I just put a, you know, 20 bucks on a credit card. But when it adds up over time and you put all that money into one place, if you can cut back just a little bit on here and there, it actually adds up to quite a bit of money. It does. It absolutely does. And listen, and that's that's an interesting subject, too, Chris. When you, when you talk about, you know, going to Starbucks, yes or no, right? You know, eating food in or out, you know, mm -hmm. it, 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 that's an interesting subject because some people will say, well, you know, wait a second here. You know, I want to spend my money where I want to spend it. Absolutely. I've never told a client where to spend it or, or what to do. Just right? maybe a little later or a little, you know. So, so, so that brings us to a, a, uh, uh, a whole other topic of budgeting, okay? Um, I saw this was several years ago. A, a client brought into the office his budget. And this was the absolutely the best Excel spreadsheet I've ever seen on a budget. He accounted for every cent. It was amazing. <laughs> Variables and all kinds of stuff. It was amazing. I was looking at this thing going, wow, man, you put a lot of work into this. This is, he's like, yeah, look at it. I said, yeah, you account for everything. And he said, but I'm still overspending. I said, all you're doing is accounting for where you're spending. That's right. Okay. You're not, you're not changing. And so, and so that goes into this conversation right here, and, and I'm getting ready to do a, a uh, seminar in a church. We're going to be doing a Bible-based money management seminar on April 22nd um, uh, at Victory Chapel in Maryland, and, and uh, one of the subjects is budgeting. 
okay, because they want us to talk to some of their younger people in the church about budgeting, and you brought it up. So so here's the deal. The first rule in in doing a proper budget is don't spend money on a book, okay? Don't go – you know, you don't need to go spend money on a book on how to budget. You don't need to spend (laughs) any money to learn how to do it. It's pretty simple, and here's the deal. I like the Larry budget. Are you going to talk about the Larry budget? I'm doing the Larry budget right now. (laughs) You You just list out on a piece of paper everywhere you've spent money for the last three or four months, okay? And if you've spent it on your credit card, you go to the credit card, and you see what stores you spent it out, and you list those down. And then you make two columns to the right of that. One column is necessity, and the other column is lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. And you will have checks back and forth. This one's necessity. That one's lifestyle choice. This one's necessity. That one's lifestyle choice, right? Back and forth. There's nothing wrong with that. And then you take a look and you go, you know what? It looks like in my lifestyle choices, I'm spending X amount of dollars per month, okay? So what you need to do is temporarily suspend. Don't stop, but temporarily suspend some lifestyle lifestyle spending choices for three or four months. Mm -hmm. Take that money and bank it and then reemploy that again and temporarily suspend other lifestyle choices. That's how you can build some dollars or actually pay down debt a lot of times, okay? That's the Larry budget. Very, I like very it. simple. It's yeah. not complicated. It doesn't cost you anything, but that's very, very simple. But my point is this is, you know, if you do not allow for your investments to compound now, okay, then they're not going to be anything there to deliver income down the road in retirement. And he mm-hmm. got it. I drew out a diagram for him very quickly, and he looked at it, and he went, I'm not doing that, okay? This is what I want to do. He's like, you're exactly right. I said, you're exactly correct. I said, go, you know. I told him, I said, your friend, I said, I hope your friend uses that furniture for the rest of his life, okay, because that, that's what he did. That, that was the purpose of it. Anyway, long story short there. So, you know, but, but it's important lesson to understand oh, yeah. staying in the markets uh, over time, especially, especially in, you know, 2022 and in 2023. We've had some volatile days, and we're probably going to have more volatile days. And when you try to get in and out and in and out of the markets and you miss – just just a handful of the best days in the market, it substantially lowers your rate of return long term. People don't realize it. They, it really, really does. And it, it cuts it almost in half in a lot of, a lot of cases. So, hey, let's open up the phone lines here. Let's here give go. us a ring this morning. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. 
About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, welcome back to The Larry Rosenthal Show with Larry Rosenthal himself, live on LarryRosenthal.tv. If you'd like to give him a buzz, and we'll talk to you live on the radio here in just a minute. Something else coming up. We've got a couple of webinars coming up in a really cool church appearance, right? Yeah, we're uh, a couple of weeks we're going to be doing um, at Victory Chapel in Maryland. We're going to be on April 22nd, actually. We're going to be taking the show on the road. Show on the road. Yep, yep. We're going to be doing a live broadcast from the church. And then we're going to, after that, we're going to be doing a a Bible-based money management class that's going to last most of the day. Uh, there's going to be uh, probably four or five good hours of, of uh, teaching and things like that, and uh, hopefully we'll get a lunch break in the middle. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no lunch for you. Good. That goes on the budget, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? So a uh, lot, of, lot of fun on that, so check that out. As well as go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for our April uh, webinar that's coming up here soon. It's going to be on market, market commentary for the, about the first 10 or 15 minutes, and then we're going to roll into financial blind spots in your financial plan. What are the blind spots in your financial plan? You know, there's over 130 points that we can put into a financial plan. Most people, believe it or not, we cover about 64 of them, okay? So we're going to be talking about blind spots, things that, Chris, even you may not have even thought about in your <laughs> overall financial Well, plan, you are right? a comedian sometimes. You're, you're I am. <laughs> I know you've covered all the bases, though. Chris does. He dots all the I's and crosses all the T's. There, there's no doubt about it. I don't know. I'm you going can to also check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv <laughs> on YouTube and subscribe and hit that little bell so that every time we broadcast, You'll see us there live on the show. You know, so I was talking with a friend of mine just yesterday, okay, just yesterday, and I said, hmm, I'm going to do that on the radio show tomorrow. Now, he doesn't okay. know this, so I don't know if he's listening or not. But, uh, uh, you know, l- let me preface it with, you know, what's a perfect investment? Yeah, that's, you hear that little pin drop right there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's a perfect investment? A perfect investment would be something that's tax-free. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's free. It's mm-hmm. liquid. It's guaranteed. 
Uh, oh, and by the way, it always has the highest rate of return oh, year in and year out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so so we were giving those out last week, Chris. At, yeah, you forgot to tell me. You, you know? didn't get one, did you? <laughs> no. no, not at all. So, but but the the question went on to you know, how do you tell if you want to be in this ETF or that stock or this mutual fund? How do you know? How, how many of them are there? You know, he he was asking. He said, you know. Well, you know, you, you are, are, do you have to use certain mutual fund families? He was asking about mutual funds, and, and I said no. He goes, well, you know, do mutual fund families, do they incentivize you? And I said no, you know, that you, uh, you know, they can't do that. That's illegal. He said, well, do they have people that represent the mutual funds that come out and, and teach you about them? I said, yes, those are called wholesalers. They come out all the time, all different Whatever mutual fund company, basically they've got wholesalers, just about all of them that will come out and and educate you on their lineup of products and choices and things like that. And so we were talking, and he was asking, well, how do you know which one to use? How do you know which fund family to use? How do you know which one to use? And I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in here today, and I'm just going to talk about that because I know it's been a long time since I've talked about a screening process. So you can, you can use this screening process on stocks. Uh, on individual bonds, if you wished, on mutual funds, any type of mutual fund, on ETFs, ETNs, closed-end mutual funds, open-end mutual funds, UITs, you know, any type of package product out there or even individual issues. You know, the first thing you want to take a look at is what asset class is it registered in? You know, you've got the XYZ mutual fund out there, and you're thinking, I wonder what it invests in. Well, it automatically will tell you what its objective is, and then how it's rated as to what asset class it's in. For example, if you said, you know, I want to get a, a, a mutual fund. Uh, let's suppose you look at, you're looking up a list of mutual funds, and it says uh, uh, income mutual fund. This is XYZ's income mutual fund. Well, is that bonds? Is it high-paying dividend stocks? Is it options? What, what is inside that mutual fund, right? What asset class does it categorize in it? Well, there's different software companies out there that grade and rate all the different mutual funds, the ETFs, stocks, the whole nine yards with all of that stuff, okay? So the first thing you want to take a look at is what is the asset class breakdown? Is it large company stocks on the value side, large company stocks on the growth side, or a blend, a combination of both, right? Uh, Then the sector weightings. What sectors does that mutual fund go into? Maybe you have a mutual fund that will cover all 11 sectors in the S&P 500, or maybe you have a mutual fund that will only cover three or four of them. Okay? So whatever your investment objective is, there's a mutual fund out there that's designed to match that investment objective. I heard something about uh, target rate. Funds the other day? Yeah, target rate fund, absolutely. So a target rate fund is like a like a life cycle type fund. A target rate fund is like a 2020, a 2025, a 2030, a 2035. So you're targeting certain types of rates at that particular age or, or year. So let's say you take a, a 2035 target rate fund versus a 2045 target rate fund. Are we fund. saying the right thing? Is it rate or is it date? Target rates. Target date. Target date. Actually. Was I saying rate? Sorry. No, I, was I copied you. It's, it's yeah. target date. Yeah. So so it's, it's – sorry about that. So so you take a 2035 target date fund versus a 2045 target date fund. 
and we're in 2023, right? So the 2035 target date fund is going to have more bonds in it today and less stocks versus a 2045 target date fund. It's going to have more stocks versus bonds in it today. So think of it as a glide path. You know, the, the, the plane is, is 100 miles away from the airport, and it starts gliding down, right? So the closer you are to time, to that target date, let's say 2035 or 2045, the more conservative that fund is actually going to be positioned, Chris. Mm -hmm. So every year it's systematically moving toward more of a conservative position to that particular uh, year's landing point now. They do it differently. XYZ Mutual Fund Company may have 70% stocks today, 30% bonds in a 2035 target date, and, and uh, LMN Mutual Fund Company may have 80% stocks and 20% bonds today. Okay, They all have different glide paths <laughs> to get to that same point. So you have to really take a look at, you know, how is this thing being managed toward that target date? And then the next question on these is, is it a to or through fund? Well, what does that mean, to or through? Hmm. Well, does it mean that it's going to go ahead and go all the way down to very, very conservative? Or is it going to minimize and, and or is it still going to have some level of growth opportunity once it reached that target date? Okay, so is it a two or through type of a fund? And where would you so find? Is that on that prospectus thing that they talk about? Yeah, that prospectus thing. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's all in that, right? So, big so thing. when we sit down and interview fund wholesalers and fund managers, and we read the prospectuses and and look at all the data and and the third party softwares, and we analyze them all, and we rip it apart, and we put them on the you know on the hot seat and ask them all these questions these are the questions that we go into because when you when you stop and you say okay look we want to build a portfolio and we want to make sure that we don't have what's called style drift too much style drift if we have a mutual fund fund that says yeah we're categorized let's say you know in, in uh, large company growth stocks and then all of a sudden three months later it's in mid-cap value you're going what happened mm -hmm. it moved so there are some funds out there that have the ability that they're called go-anywhere funds, hmm. right? Okay, so there, now you're going to really analyze the performance of the fund manager over time and take a look at it. So, so you know, bottom line here is you want to have a combination of active management, like I just described, passive management where you just buy an index or two or three or whatever, and, and you know, let them all work because there's pros and cons behind all of this stuff. There really is. You know, there, there's pros and cons of, uh, 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 of it all. You know, what, what kind of tomato do you like? Oh, I like <laughs> a big beef tomato or I like a little cherry tomato. You know, they're still tomatoes, right? But they act differently and they look differently. So, so you know, in looking at the screening process of all of this, you know, what is the manager's duration? What are regional exposures that the fund has what about the information ratio how about the upside and downside capture and you get into all the quant numbers uh, the alpha the beta the standard deviation you know the mean uh, trainer ratios just just the sharp just the whole nine yards these are all data points you know if you want to get I've got a listing of them right here in front of me if you want to get a listing of how to screen for mutual funds 
be more than happy to send you out a kit on all of that, you know. But but uh, my friend was asking me about it the other day on uh, yesterday. I thought, you know what, this would be a good subject to bring in and, and talk about on the radio show. So uh, my phone's not blowing up, so you might not be listening <laughs> to it right now, which is good. But anyway, hey, let's take a quick break here. But uh, just a reminder again, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar uh, educational button there. You'll see our webinar here coming up in a few weeks uh, at the end of April for uh, financial blind spots in your portfolio, your estate plan, your financial plan, your investment strategies. Check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's no cost to register. It's going to be held from noon to 1 and then again from 6 to 7 p.m. Both times are Easter. Again, there's no cost for it all. Check it out at LarryRosenthal.com. If you listen to Making Money Sense, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Right now with your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, or you can pick it up on LarryRosenthal.tv there on YouTube. Larry. Absolutely, Chris. You know, this past week here, and uh, I was with some guys. We were, we were reading some scripture together and talking awesome. about some things. We were talking about tithing and giving and stuff, and, and one of the guys reminded, you know, hey, you know, look what the Lord said in Malachi. And uh, Malachi 3.10 said, uh, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Mm -hmm. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. That's awesome. What a study. You know, think about that. The Lord owns everything, including our, our, you know, including our. Nope. We're stewards of everything that we have, <laughs> relationships, assets, houses, bunny, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And what are we doing to, to promote the Lord, you know? And, and this, this weekend, many, many years ago, Christ was crucified on the cross to die, died for all of our sins. 
and he was raised, and he has risen. Yeah. Indeed, he has risen. That's for sure. So happy Easter to everyone out there. Uh, let's go ahead and bring uh, Michael on the line. Let's uh, welcome Michael from Alabama. Good morning, Michael. Michael, how are you today? Doing just fine. How can I help you, sir? I have about 200,000 uh, liquid, 59 years old, and uh, looking at retiring, I guess, in five to seven years. But I don't have a clue where to put the money. I've had it just with adding to it. I do have a RA, but I haven't contributed in it in two years, but I think I can only put 3000 there per year or something along those lines. So I need a little structure as to what I need to do. Absolutely. So let's back into this, first of all. Well, you can put more into the IRA, up to 6500 or 7500 depending on your age. That's another question, another answer. But, but uh, Michael, as far as what to do with this liquid money you have right now, at some point you're going to need to probably turn that into income. And I say probably because we don't know that. So what we need to do is take a look at your standard of living today and ask the question, hey, am I happy with it? And if the answer is yes, then we're going to say then the next question is this is okay, what are your monthly expenses now? Let's project forth what your monthly expenses may be in retirement. And then let's take a look at your guaranteed income coming in, social security, maybe a pension if you have one. If not, so let's just if not then then we have to look at well, how do we turn this this these investments into income? to cover the gap. Let's suppose you say, you know, look, I want five grand a month after tax when I retire. But the sources you have with Social Security and maybe a pension are going to give you three. So that means we have a gap of 2000 a month. Now we have to take these investments, and here's the answer to your question, take these investments and grow them so that they're designed at the appropriate time to give you that $2,000 a month income that you need during retirement. That's what it is. That's the basis of a cash flow uh, financial plan. So, so the answer to your question is let's get that answer first. Then we'll be able to tell how we invest the money properly. Okay? There's so many people out there that just say, oh, no, go buy this and go do that. And I'm like, how can you tell people what to put their money into if you don't know where you're going? We have to have a roadmap. We have to take a look at what does this financial plan look like? Because, Michael, you're not in competition with your neighbors down the street. You're not in competition with the stock market. And you're only in competition with your own personal financial plan. Okay? That's the proper way to go about doing it. So I'll be happy to send you out our, our, plan, our financial planning toolkit, and then we can start quantifying this for you show you how it works. Josh will get your contact information. We'll have somebody reach out to you next week, and then we'll be in a position to help guide the specifics to that question along with all of your other assets and things that you're looking for in retirement. Does that sound fair enough? Sounds really good. All right, sir, let me put you on hold here. Josh will get your information, and you have a wonderful Easter. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring. 855-ROSE-123, that's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions at all. Give us a call today. Let's welcome Gary on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Good morning. Fine. How are you? I'm well. Happy... My question is Go ahead. Is somewhat to the previous caller. I am, um, my wife passed about uh, six weeks ago. 
And um, I have about eighty to a hundred thousand dollars that I need to do something with. I can't say I've prepared as well as I should have for retirement. I am sixty-six, um, so I'm trying to decide what to do with these funds in which they would be safe, um, yet provide income, you know, down the road. If well, that makes Gary, sense. Gary, first of all, my condolences. I'm sorry to hear about that, about your wife passing, okay? <laughs> Thank uh, you. And then secondly, you did hit the nail right on the head. Uh, we need to just draw a line in the sand and ask the question, where are we now and where do we want to be? And then start filling it in backwards. So we need to build you a financial plan is what we need to do. Very, very simple. We need to take a look at all of your assets, liabilities, what your goals are with everything, and then put forth a financial plan, a cash flow plan. So, so we'll take a look at, at all of that for you. That, that's exactly what has to happen, okay? Okay. Um, okay. So let me let me, yep, let me put you on hold. Josh will get your information. We'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, and then we'll have somebody reach out to you and get the process started for you, okay? Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, let me put you on hold here real quick. Happy Easter, by the way. Let's go ahead and welcome uh, Ed on the line from Maryland as well. Good morning, Ed. How are you today? Fine. Good morning, Larry. Appreciate uh, <clears throat> having an opportunity to talk to you. I have a question about um, annuities. Okay. So my wife purchased an annuity um, about 10 years ago. Uh, we haven't annuitized it yet We're in our retirement age. But what we would like to do is is, is cancel it or, or uh, surrender it. Is it. Can you get out of an annuity? Yes, you can. Absolutely. You can. So, so um, Ed, first, first thing here, is it an IRA annuity or a non-IRA annuity? Uh, it's a non-IRA annuity. Okay, so since it's a non-IRA annuity, to get out of it, you're going to have to pay taxes on the gain. What I mean by that is let's suppose you put, let's say, $100,000, just to do math easy, you put $100,000 into it, say, 10 years ago. Let's say today it's worth 150000 okay, and you cash it all out. You're going to have to pay tax this year on that $50,000 of ordinary oh, income, okay? The only okay, way so that means – go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Now, there is a way that you can get out of your existing annuity and still keep that tax deferral for you. But you have to put it into another annuity. It's called a 1035 exchange. And there is, I know of an annuity out there that is, it's only a couple hundred dollars a year in cost. So it's probably a lot less expensive than what you're, the annuity you're in now. But it'll let you preserve the tax deferral in this example of that $50,000. But if you just want to be out of the annuity world altogether, then you'll have to break that seal of tax deferral and pay taxes on that gain. So before you do that, though, I want to contact the insurance company who, who, who gave you the annuity and find out what your cost basis is in it versus your gain to see what your tax liability will be, okay? And then we want to take a look at <clears throat> how
how that would fall under your tax return, right? Is there a way that we can offset some of those taxes? So before we go and just pull the money out, we want to examine to see how we can do it in the, in the least taxing way to you. That's the, that's the process to go through with this. But to answer your question, yes, you can get out of an annuity. Most annuities um, <clears throat> carry a, a, a four or seven, and in some cases a 10-year period of time where if you pull money, if you pull more than, let's say, 10% out a year, you have to pay a penalty. That's another question we want to ask the annuity carrier is, is there a back-end charge to your annuity? So a handful of questions we need to get on the phone with the insurance company to get the data and then take a look at a tax perspective and then make the best decision for you. Okay, And it may be something as simple as, okay, let's just cash the whole thing out now because the, the economics works out best for you that way. Or it, may, or it may be a thing of maybe over three years, we take a third, a third, a third, okay? We want to make sure that we minimize tax, tax effects on that for you, all right? Okay, thank you so very much. I really appreciate yep. that. Would you, like, would you like me to send you some info on that and, and maybe have somebody help guide you with that discussion? Please, please. Okay, let me put you on hold, Ed, and Josh will get your information, and then we'll have somebody reach out to you next week. Uh, to set up a phone call, and then they can get more information and, and maybe do a conference call with you and the insurance company, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're talking about screening processes today on mutual funds, ETFs. I just touched on probably five or six or seven of, of, of what could be yeah. 90 data points on a, on a single page, Chris, craziness. Of, yeah, craziness. of screening it all. Exactly. You know? And then you have to take a look at screening the economy, too. You know? So part of the answer to, to my friend's question was screening the economy. You know? uh, what's, the, what's CPI doing? What's happening with inflation? Right? What's going on with GDP? Gross domestic product. What about the ISM manufacturing index? Is, is it expanding? Is it showing contraction? What about housing starts? Okay, PP, you know, personal per, personal uh, consumption and expenditures. You know, where's the consumer spending money? Retail sales, uh, personal income and outlays. Dozens and dozens and dozens of financial reports that come out each and every month. So you've got to take a look at what's happening in the economy, screening process, all different types of scenarios there when you really boil down to ultimately what is the best ETF or stock or mutual fund and in what asset class is it best for you there. So if anybody's interested in, in the screening processes of how this stuff works or software things or whatever, you know, go, go, uh, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. be more than happy to send you out any information on all of that. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our webinar at LarryRosenthal.com on April 27th. It's Thursday, April 27th. I think I said the 25th earlier. It's the 27th, sorry about that, uh, from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. And then again, the same material, it's live. Both classes are live from 6 to 7 on April 27th as well. And it's going to cover financial blind spots in your financial planning. So let's go ahead and welcome Regina on the line from D.C. Good morning, Regina. How are you today? Good morning, Larry, and, and happy Easter to you. Yes, ma'am. You too. How can I help you? Well, I've been hearing um, that there have been some banks that uh, had closed and there may be some concerns about that. And I was wondering, is that something you think we need to be concerned about with our banks? 
Well, you always want to make sure that your bank is solvent, okay? Um, but I don't think there's any concerns. There might be a couple of more banks that have some stress, but but there was a very uh, what they call idiosyncratic or very much of a one-off scenario there that that really took place. Okay, and there a couple of banks had some very interesting ways they invested depositors' money, and 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 a lot of that I believe is in our rearview mirror right now. Banks, on the other hand, right now are sort of tightening up their lending windows because they're defending their balance sheets. But, you know, as long as your bank is FDIC insured, I think you're going to be okay, Regina. So I really wouldn't worry about a banking crisis uh, in this country right now. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Happy Easter. Let's bring Nelson on the line from Kansas City. Good morning, Nelson. How are you today? Good morning. Uh, I have a rough question. Uh, let's say that every year you add to your rough. Um, you know the five year, uh, the five what is that five year rule? Does it apply from the beginning of your first Roth, or does it uh, go five and then another five and then another five and then another five? Nelson, are you talking about contributions or conversions? No. Um, uh, am I correct? When you put money in a Roth, you have to leave it there for five years. Is that correct? Well, there's two rules. There's 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 a, there's three different ways that you can put money into a Roth. There's a rollover way, which you're not talking about. Then there's a Roth conversion way, where you're converting traditional IRA money to a Roth IRA. And then the third way is you're just writing a check and contributing to the IRA. Which way are you talking yeah, about? I'm, yeah, every year. Um, well, I'm still working. Every year I add to my Roth. Yep, so that money needs to sit there. The money needs to sit there for five years or to 59 and a half, whichever is longer. And it starts a clock at the first year. So in other words, in the, the, only, the only time you have a five-year bucket that carries forward five years, then five years, then five years, is on a conversion. Like if you converted money in 2022 from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, the earnings on that doesn't come mature tax-free until 2027. If you converted money in 2023, it won't come until 2028. But if you're contributing, then the rule is five years or 59 and a half, whichever is longer. Two different rules based off of okay, two different so just, ways money's going clarify, into the Roth. Let's do a hypothetical. Let's say that 10 years ago, I, put, I wrote a check. And let's assume that every year thereafter, I wrote, wrote a check. It's only the 10 years ago that starts the five-year rolling and, and, and not the check that I wrote yesterday. Correct. But you still need to be 59 okay. and a half or over. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 359. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's fine, Nelson. If you like, I'll send you out the contribution limits and how it all works. I've got a kit that explains all of that to you, okay? Let me put you on hold. And Josh will get your email, and we'll suit it out to you. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's bring Joseph on the line from D.C. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? I'm very well, Larry. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Happy Easter. How can I help you? Thank you. I know you don't advise on individual stocks, but I've been... Uh, 
picking up some best buys and beyond stuff. Do you have anything to say about that? It was you said Best Buy and what was the other one? I think it's a Best Bath and Beyond. Bed it's Bath and Beyond. Company. Oh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, yeah, yes, I mean we do, but I I, I I have I don't follow that stock off the top of my head, so I would have to really jump into our our analyst software, um, you know, and go from there. So I, I you know, uh, right here in the studio, I just can't pull up an individual stock and give you a, a ratings, a buy or sell on it right now. But I'll be happy to circle back with you and give you some thoughts on it maybe next week. Somebody in our office can do that Please very easily. Do, Larry. Please, he's been very bloody on the market. <laughs> uh, yeah, there could be a lot of reasons for that, too. Yeah. There, there, there could be a lot of reasons for that. Well, let me put you on hold, Joseph, and we'll have somebody reach out to you next week and give you a deep dive on, on, on that stock, okay? so much, Larry. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Happy Easter. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Just a few minutes left in the show today. We were talking about the screening process, the breakdown of mutual funds and, and ETFs and, and stocks as well. How do you go about doing that? How do you how do you take the time to, to, to look at doing it? Again, different types of software, professional software packages out there. Uh, to, to be able to do that, premium research programs and things of that nature as well. Uh, and then you want to overlay those with what's happening in the economy, looking at all of the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And, and people often ask, where do you get this information? There you are, BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Mm. You can go on their website, and it's all right there, along with many, many other uh, websites that carry that information as well as a whole lot more when, when you're circling around it all. Because everybody's seeking for that perfect investment, Chris, right? Yeah, when you when you find out about today. that, you let me know, would you? I'd like I to will, I will, definitely, without a doubt, <laughs> sir. Uh, maybe the, the Lord, that's the only perfect investment. There that's, you go. He's a great investment, sure. especially yep, around yep. Easter time, right? That's yep, the, exactly. Think exactly. about that. That's what we're celebrating, you know, celebrating yeah. that tomorrow. Uh, Resurrection Sunday, right? Oh, Praise the Lord. That's though. for sure. Yes. Where definitely. would we be without Jesus, huh? Uh, not good. Yep. Um, so, hey, uh, again, you can check us out. We're going to be at Calvary Chapel, I'm sorry, Victory Chapel in uh, in Maryland on April 22nd. We're going to be doing the show live from there. Mm. Okay. You can contact Pastor Wanda if you want to go uh, attend that, that, that uh, service out there. Uh, she'd be more than happy to, to meet and greet you and, and welcome you in. We're going to be rolling into a, uh, right after the radio show there, live from their sanctuary. We're going to be doing a Bible-based money management class covering all types of topics because uh, we're going to be going for four or five hours uh, with some breaks in there as well. And, and uh, so, so check that out there. You can also go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook and check us out at LarryRosenthal.com on YouTube. You can watch the show uh, live streamed every week. And oh, we'll yeah. be doing it from the uh, uh, from Victory Chapel as well. That's going to be fun. In a couple of weeks, yeah. And while you're on the website, if you get a chance, go ahead and sign up for our webinar on April 27th, Thursday, from noon to 1 p.m. and then from 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, and uh, it's the same material. And we're going to be talking about the blind spots in your financial plan. 
A lot of fun stuff. The blind spots in your financial plan. Blind spot mirror detection, Chris. Blind <laughs> spot mirror detection in financial okay. planning. Okay. Right? There sure. you go. Each fire, everybody's financial plan now comes with a little yellow light on the end of the mirror. <laughs> How's that sound, right? I like it. I like it. Well, so, hey, Josh, I appreciate all your work you did this morning in the studio, stepping in for Bob. And for Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. God bless. Happy Easter. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Praise the Lord. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Letting the credits roll. Did I turn off my video? Well, I don't know. I think it seems like we still got a little bit going on on the. We're still on the. Uh, oh, nope, we're good. We're good. I'm just popping off. Yeah, your clock was 19 seconds. Yeah, no, but that's. Uh, music. Yeah, that was uh, music. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's. Secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.